0: All right, so today at work I was talking to one of my coworkers and she was like, "Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. I was driving into work today and like one of the roads I was on, everyone that was driving like at me, like cuz it's a two-lane road, was flashing their lights." She's like, "I didn't know what was happening." I said, "Was there a cop car?" like further down the road. And she was like, Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's like a thing people do to like alert other drivers that there's a cop coming up as they like flash their lights. And she was super confused. She had never heard about this before. So then it got me thinking, and I think this was you that you didn't know you could flip the rear view mirror. So on the rearview mirror, there's 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 a little button on the back that you can flip. If there's a car behind you that has really bright lights, it dims the light so it's not as bright in your eyes. And me and Alyssa were on the highway one night. I was driving and I did that and she's like, what did you just do? And I was like, oh, I flipped the rearview mirror. And she's like, what are you talking about? And you've been driving for like five, six years at this point. I think I just forgot, to be honest. Just like I know how to use it now. I use it a lot. But I just lapse of judgment. I, for the longest time, didn't know that the gas can on the like the arrow points to the side the arrow of the points to the side it's on. Yeah. I didn't know that. You didn't know for a long time our new cars that you could dim the interior lights on the screen, no. although you didn't know that you could have a split screen where you could have music and like GPS at the same time. that is true. Yeah, so we all, all are learning things. Yeah, so I just thought it was interesting because I thought a lot of people knew that, like, the flashlights meant there was a cop. Yeah. I At least here, I thought that was a thing people knew, but she had never heard about that before. And she's, like, in her 30s or 40s, so I was, yeah. like... But, yeah, everyone at work was, like, yeah, that means there's, like, cops up <laughs> ahead. Oh, and then it was funny because on my way home, someone flashed their lights at me. Oh. And I slowed light. down a little bit, and, like, yeah. there was a cop hiding in the corner, and I was, like, yeah. oh you like, appreciate it. You thought you could get me. <laughs> Thanks, man. Not, not today, Sadie. Yeah. But I love how, like, that's, like, one of those things where you don't know the people, but you're just looking out for random drivers because no one yeah. wants their day ruined by a cop for a speeding ticket. That's true. Just one of those great joys in life. It is one of those great joys in life. I remember one time we drove up north and going, like, up north Michigan, there's a lot of these, like, highways that are, like, oh, they're not, like, highways, they're, like, Free. They're, like, interstates that are not technically 70, but people usually drive Right, 70. but they're very hilly, and so you can't see over the, like, the ridge, and there's always, like, cop cars hiding, and one time this guy was just sitting out, like, standing outside his car on the side of the road with a sign that said, like, yeah. cop down it the was hill like, or something. It was, like, slow down, cop ahead. <laughs> yeah, and I was, like, appreciate it. I'm pretty sure he's probably been pulled over before. I'd have to imagine so because I don't know who would go out of their way to write that on a cardboard sign and stand like on the end of this hill, trying to be like, "Hey, people, pay attention! The cops coming. He's here. He's obviously got some sort of vendetta against them. He's gonna get you." Yeah, but yeah, I was like, it's one of those nice moments where like you'll do something, not really go out of your way, but just flash your lights for a random stranger. Yeah, except here's here's the 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 flip side of that. I live in a relatively rural area. And the amount of times I get to a four-way stop and it is not my turn and the person whose turn it is will wave me forward. And I'm like, just go when it's your turn. Like, there's rules in place. You don't need to be polite. Just go. Like, don't make this awkward because then usually what happens is while this person's waving, the other person who's gotten there after me decides, okay, well, I'm going to go if nobody's going. And then it just, like, offsets the whole thing. And I'm like, you could have just gone. You don't need to do this, sir. There's no need to be that courteous at a four-way stop no just follow the rules too nice yeah (laughs) <laughs> welcome <laughs> this is researcher anchor pete i am one of your co-hosts Alyssa, and we are here in the holiday spirit with my other co-host this is hannah and i will <laughs> let you know i heard silence on my end when you were jingling your bells <laughs> did you <laughs> oh well it registered i just watched you vigorously shake your head yes we're here it's our week two of our christmas end of the year celebration i am feeling festive i've got some jingle bell earrings in that you probably hopefully heard for intro i got a little christmas tree behind me i got some red sweater on and i got a nice glass of red wine so i'm feeling the holiday spirit i went with the um what does it say the weather outside is frightful but, but my the chili, chili is so delightful and it's kevin from the office in his pots of chili before they spilled on the carpet yes but yeah (laughs) we are here um for week two week one we started with some hallmark lifetime movies and that was a lot um and week two we wanted to do something a little fun a little easy breezy and go to some music easy breezy beautiful cover girl yes maybe she's born with it Maybe maybe it's maybelline christmas eve Maybe it's Christmas Eve. It's not Christmas Eve right now. No, it's not. We have actually ranked Christmas songs two times already. We've talked about this before, but basically the basis and like the kind of idea that created this podcast is we used to just rank music just by ourselves. And we did Christmas in 2018 and 2019 So we have already done this. We didn't do it last year because that was when we were starting the podcast and we were working on that. So we didn't do Christmas related things. I'm excited to do it this year. I do still have my old playlist. Hannah, do you have your old Christmas playlists? The one we did uh, not last year, but the year before is the one I went off of and I use that as like a template. So I've edited it. So I don't actually have the original Okay, I was just wondering, because I listed songs that had appeared on my previous list that don't appear on this one. I can tell you that I cut four songs, and then I switched the order. Okay, but I just didn't know if you had access to that. If not, that's fine. No, I know which ones I've cut, though. Okay. I feel like, based on what you've said, and based on what I know, Christmas ranking for songs this year was a little hard for me, because... I really had a hard time with the slow, sad Christmas songs this year. And I was like, everything else in the, in my life is sad. The world is sad right now. I cannot do sad Christmas this year. I can't do blue Christmas. I can't do I'll be home for Christmas. I just, I can't do it this year. I tried to go positive and I tried to go cheery. So we'll see how it compares with your list. I've certainly got some classics on there. Some things certainly did not change. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what Hannah's done because I know roughly what song she considers her favorites um, from year to year. And I'll be interested to see how her list and my list change and compare to each other. Um, because the thing with Christmas songs is there are so many Christmas songs, so many covers of songs, so many people have done versions. So there's certain versions that are people's favorites. Did you know Queen had a Christmas song? No, but it's like, it doesn't surprise me when I find out random artists have released Christmas music. Yeah, that was what I really tried to focus on this year. I really went in and tried to listen to Christmas songs I had never heard before. The new songs this year, I tried to, like, listen to weird Christmas songs. I listened to hip-hop Christmas, songs in Spanish at Christmas. We, We got the whole, I got everything. I wanted to be really thorough, you know? Yeah, I will say I had a song on my list in my top three this year that was not on my list two years ago at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I can tell you my top three is the same as one of my years. Okay. All right, so a little bit of background. I could not find a concrete answer on what the earliest Christmas song or carol was, but there is a song from... 129 A.D. called Angel's Hymn, which is considered the first Christmas carol. Okay. But then also multiple websites referred to the first Christmas carol as Jesus' light of all nations, which was sometime between 310 to 367 A.D., and it was written in France. Okay. So kind of like a, not like a definitive answer on that. Let's see if you can guess this the best selling Christmas single of all time best selling Christmas single of all time and it's a single or just just a song it's just a song like I guess the best selling song of Christmas song of all time okay I mean, I know all I want for Christmas is you is big, but it only came out in nineteen ninety like four so I feel like it's probably. I would say either It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, Andy Williams, or, like, Bing Crosby, maybe, like, White Christmas. Yeah, it's it's White Christmas by Bing okay. Crosby. So it's sold 50 million copies. It's also, according to the Guinness Book, it's also the best-selling single of all time, not just Christmas music. Really? Yeah. Okay. I had a couple, like, I found a couple, like, facts about just different Christmas songs because I couldn't, I didn't want to get, like, a huge background on, like... Yeah, it's, it's hard because it's so vast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so these were interesting facts I found. Okay. So in the 1950s, the Catholic Church condemned I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Oh. They didn't Ooh. want that song played. Scandalous. So Brenda Lee, who sings Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, uh, recorded that when she was 13. Which, she does not sound 13 in that song. I'm sorry, what? She was 13. One, one, three. Okay. (laughs) She sounds like she's, like, in her 30s or 40s. I would have thought this was, like, a 30 to 40-year-old, like, southern woman. No, she was 13. That's insane. What a voice. Yeah. The first Christmas song to mention Santa Claus was Up on the Housetop. Up on the house. Yep. Which was technically written in 1864. Okay. Do you hear what I hear... Yes. Was written during the Cuban Missile Crisis, really? As a call for like peace. Oh, yeah. Huh. I just, just assumed it was old because we used to sing it in church. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like written f- during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Oh, okay. You know? Interesting. So Paul McCartney, he wrote, sang, and played every instrument for "Wonderful Christmas Time," even the synth. Yes. Okay. And he still earns between 400000 to 600000 in royalties every year from that song. Yeah. And you know what else he's uh, earning royalties from is his book. He wrote about himself about how he's the greatest songwriter of all time. I mean, he's confident. Self-proclaimed, he's confident. You know? Yeah. And then this is another fact. If you, the 12 Days of Christmas song... Yes, if you received all the gifts from it, it would be three hundred sixty-four presents total. Nice, totaling in one hundred fourteen thousand six hundred fifty-one dollars and eighteen cents. That was calculated in twenty thirteen by someone uh, who had way too much time on their hands. Nice, but yeah, I'm that's just my background. My my bells uh, because they're jangling, Jingling and jangling. Nice. I know I want to give some background. How many Christmas CDs do you think our mom owns? More than 30? Probably 40. Okay. So we grew up listening to a lot of Christmas music. A lot. Specifically, I'd like to mention she has a favorite, or what I would think would be her favorite, which is called Sounds of the Season. Growing up, we would play it every Christmas morning, It's a really good album. (laughs) It's a great album and it's got some weird hits on it that are not, you know, like classic covers of songs like, it's not on my list, but Reba McIntyre has a cover of I'll Be Home for Christmas that I think is great. It's a great cover and I've never like heard it on the radio, but I would have thought that it would have came out in maybe like the 80s or 90s, like late 80s, early 90s. came out in 1973. Yeah, I said, I told you I thought it was the 90s. So it must have come out as an album and then was released as a CD, but 1973. That's one of the best Christmas CDs, albums of all time, I would say. It's up there. Bath and Body Works had a pretty great (laughs) Christmas album, too. Yeah, they, they had, like, weird covers. They had some weird covers. So we, I don't think, had any limitations for what Christmas songs you want to include. There's no bounds of who's covering the song, what the song is, as long as it's relative and related to Christmas, it counts, it could be religious, it could be not religious, it could be about Santa, it could be about forgetting December in the spirit of the holiday season. Yes. So, so
1: it's a, no rules. <laughs> it, it's
0: a very like hard list to come up with because I feel like I forgot about a lot of songs. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I haven't been listening to that much Christmas music this year. Hannah, I added a song to my list 30 minutes ago that i literally did not hear one time this year until that moment and i was like oh yeah yeah why not (laughs) i was like this is the vibe i'm I'm feeling right now sure that works yeah so yeah i think you start okay so oh and also we should specify that we are doing 15 songs now number 15 i have my only wish this year by the great, wonderful Britney Spears. Now, every time we've done this list, I have had a crisis dilemma where my 15th spot is filled by a classic late 90s, early 2000s um, pop group. I alternate between NSYNC's Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and Britney's My Only Wish This Year. But because Britney was freed, I felt it was more fitting to give her the victory for this year. So that is why she gets my 15th spot. Also, it's just a fun song, and... Underneath my Christmas tree. Thank you, Santa. It's a bop. Okay, number 15 is Christmas Eve by the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. I will not apologize for putting this 15th. I know you're looking at me. No, I'm just surprised because I remember you putting this really high on your list previously. Like, maybe even top five. Yeah, I have. Last year, it was my sixth song. Okay. Like, I've been very into songwriting words this year okay and this is the only song on my list that does not have any sort of like singing on it it's just instrumentation it's it's a fantastic song don't get me wrong but it just wasn't for some reason this year every time I added a new song it kept getting pushed down lower and I think the reason I've now discovered the reason why Because this song makes me want to go to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra's concert. And I know most people who have gone and they've said it's, like, one of their favorite things to go see. We can't really go see concerts right now. I mean, you kind of can, but, you know. And so I feel like I'm just, like, disgruntled. And so because of that, I appreciate the song, but I have to put it last. That's fair. You know, I completely understand As I said, my list is very much like based on vibes and not whether I think a Christmas song is good or not. I don't even have Bing Crosby's White Christmas on my list. I don't think I've ever had it on a list. I haven't either. And it's the best selling single of any Christmas songs. Number 14, I have Little St. Nick by The Beach Boys. Now, I had not heard this song this year until 30 minutes ago, maybe an hour ago. Uh, I was scrolling through Spotify. I was just trying to fill a spot. And then I went, yeah, you know what? This is kind of fitting my vibe right now. It's really, like, playful and, like, upbeat and kind of has that, you know, the Beach Boys, like, you're having a great time in, like, a tropical location. And considering I was working on this list in a hot tub, like, two hours ago, you know, I was like, you know what? (laughs) This is what I need. This is what I need. It's never been on a Christmas list of mine before. I wouldn't even have considered it previous years, but just, like, this year, I, I need joy in my life, so going for the good. Yeah, I forgot that was a Christmas song until right now. <laughs> yeah, it is a good song. It sneaks up on you. It's a bop. Number 14 is Believe by Josh Groban. If you just believe. <laughs> I couldn't have a Christmas list and not include Josh Groban in some respect. Yeah, I was telling my roommate today that I really dislike the Polar Express. I just like really creeped out by the the animation. It's, I think it's like the un, uncanny valley where it's like, it looks too real where it's just off putting to me. But I told her that I ask you to tell me when you're watching the movie so I can come watch the credits <laughs> because the song plays in the credits. Honestly, majority of the reason why this song's on my list is because the Polar Express does not get enough credit as a Christmas movie specifically from our family. I watch it alone every year because no one else likes it. Mom always claims she likes it, but I think it's because she doesn't want me to have to watch it alone. (laughs) So every year in Christ, like around Christmas, I watch it alone. I haven't watched it this year. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. Maybe. We'll see. But yeah, I think it's a good song. Josh Groban's got a Christmas voice. Like Michael Bublé has a Christmas voice. Oh, Yeah, Josh Groban's got a Christmas voice. His voice is made for Christmas music, like Bing Crosby's was made for Christmas music. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's a good song. I think, like you said, it is like arguably the best. It is the best song from that movie, without a doubt. The rest of the songs are pretty trash, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, well, they're all children singing. I can't enjoy it. But yeah, I think it's a good song. I think it's like... I was kind of with you too this year, where I was like, some of these slow songs just aren't doing it for me. Like, it feels really depressing. But I think this song is positive because it's like, if you just believe, Alyssa. Yeah. I would agree. Just believe. Just believe. Number 13, I have Celebrate Me Home by Kenny Loggins. Now, this was a song that was included on the Sounds of the Season Christmas CD that we had and listened to every single Christmas growing up. I don't know a single person who's ever heard this song before. I'm not even joking. You don't hear it on the radio. You don't hear it on... I can't find it on Spotify playlists, like the ones they pre-generate. It's nowhere. And sure, it doesn't actually say Christmas or... It says holidays, and it's not like a like a overtly Christmas song, but it, you know, it's got great vibes. It's got that like spirited build energy that I love to hear. Um, it's a classic, and it deserves recognition that it doesn't get ever. So that's why it's number 13. Number 13 is Mr. Heatmeister by Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Yes. This song is from You're Without a Santa Claus. A great classic movie which is like a claymation uh christmas movie it's like one of my favorite christmas movies actually yeah and that's like my favorite scene from that movie mm-hmm. the reason i love this song is because one it's like super like jazzy like the instrumentation's really cool also i think it's cool to get like two perspectives in a christmas song mm-hmm. you don't get that a lot besides uh baby it's cold outside but we're not we're no. not discussing that that's um, true But yeah, it's cool. It's a cool song. Like, I just think it's, like, fun. It's playful. Like, and every time I listen to it, I can visualize the scene from the movie. Yeah, it's just a fun song. Yeah, you know, I forgot about that song until right now. Didn't hear it one time this year so far. Uh, It is a great song. I feel like it would have fit your vibe. Yeah, it would have fit my vibe, Hannah. If I, if I had remembered, it would be on my list, to be honest. It'd probably be near the bottom, but I think it'd be on there. Now I'm upset. You've ruined my Christmas. Well, Thanks a lot, Hannah. You're welcome. Number 12, I have Everybody's Waiting for the Man with the Bag by Darren Chris featuring Adam Lambert. Um, we've discussed our love of Adam Lambert on this podcast before. And this is a new Christmas song. This came out this year. I saw it randomly on YouTube. I was recommended the, the video for this movie. I told you about it. I said, did you know Darren Chris released a Christmas song with Adam Lambert and you never responded to the text message that I sent you about it? <laughs> I don't remember getting that. Wait, that's not a new song. Yes, it is. The version's new. Yeah, the Darren Chris Adam Lambert version is new. Darren Chris released a Christmas album. And I specifically was talking about this version. I have never cared about Everybody's Waiting for the Man with a Bag. For me, it's like a forgettable song. I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's Christmas. Sure. It's just, it's fine. It's never been on my radar. I don't really care about it, but I heard this version. And it's like, I can't think of like any male duet Christmas songs. The only one I can think of is that weird version of Drummer Boy where it's like David Bowie singing with somebody else. It's like a peace on earth little Drummer Boy. So it's not really the same thing, but their voices work really well together. I like both the singers. It's super jazzy. It's very fun. Um, They try to trap Santa in the music video. So like, that's fun to watch. And I I listened to all the new Christmas songs this year of all the new ones. This one was by far my favorite. So that's why it's on the list. Number 12 is Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. I've always liked this song. I think it's a fun song. I have more respect for him now that I know he played all the instruments in that song. I didn't know that until this year. That's very impressive to me. It's like one of those songs where I don't know why I like it, but something about like the beat or the like groove of it, I think is really cool. I find it really interesting. And I like his like little, almost like a slow, like the timing's weird. Like It's not typical timing. Mm -hmm. Like it's got like a weird step in it, which I I enjoy because it makes you like listen more where a lot of Christmas songs have like that, like you can just kind of get lost in it. This one, I feel like you have to listen a little bit more, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, Synth Christmas is a vibe. Yes. It's a real vibe. I didn't include this on my list. It's a good song, though. I don't dislike it. I know this is a very divisive song, though. People either like they like people who hate it, hate this song. Like they seriously like really hate it. I don't, I don't think I've had it on a list until this year. Yeah, I've never had it on a list. Yeah, so number 11, I Have Believe by Josh Groban. And I agree. It is a classic, like Josh Groban has such a pure voice. It just works really well for that like soulful Christmas feel. The cozy, I'm indoors, it's snowing. I'm by a fireplace if I have a fireplace or I'm next to a fake fireplace. In our case, in our family's case, we've got a fake fireplace that sits on the wall. It's cozy season, you know? It's that winter, like, being indoors, being cozy feel that's not too sad. And it's got a, like, good message, as you said, if you just believe. But I couldn't rank it too high because I can't be that sad on Christmas, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. uh, Number 11 is Where Are You Christmas? Uh, by Faith Hill from the Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas featuring Jim Carrey. It's interesting, this song's always made my top list every year. I think, it's weird because when I think of Faith Hill, I don't think of Christmas music. Like, I never would equate her as a Christmas singer, but this song just works for her. It's also one of those songs that will really humble you if you can't sing. Me and Alyssa many times have belted this song out in a car and it's like, if you can't sing, it sounds atrocious. Oh yeah. Yeah. Also, Alyssa hates the little girl singing it in (gasps) The Grinch. Oh my god. I've discussed this before. I don't know what it is about children singing, but it's like, it's grating to the ears. It's like, if somebody was, like, grating chalk or metal spoons through a grater, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Talented children I'm okay with, but... But I think that makes me enjoy this song even more, because this version is just... This is one of those songs where, like, I only think of Faith Hill in this version like if someone else covered the song I wouldn't care to listen to be honest because I just think it's Faith Hill's song yeah you know normally I would agree with everything you said but again I'm not having a sad Christmas this year and I could I didn't feel it Hannah I didn't feel the Christmas spirit I looked at it I wrote like I wrote down every song that had been on my list previously and I kept looking at it and I just went it doesn't bring me joy As, uh, Marie Conda uh, would say does it bring you joy Hannah? And it does not. So. <laughs> 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 Number 10 is Jingle Ball Rock by Buddy Helms. This is now just synonymous with Mean Girls. Like, I can't think of anything else, considering we both immediately did the CD skip where she kicks the CD into um whatever that one guy's name is. Jason. Jason, right. And- this, probably when I was a kid, might have been my favorite Christmas song. I really like Jingle Ball Rock. It was the one I remember like really, really liking. And it's still a good song. Um, it's got good vibes. And, you know, now I just think of Amy Poehler videotaping them on stage. <laughs> and Mean Girls. And, which is still great. I love it. But yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a mid-tier song for me. Um, now longer one of, my, one of my absolute favorites. But still a very good song. It's Britney's Year. It's Britney, bitch. And she She's deserves back. to be on our lists. I love this song. I was watching a Christmas movie this year, a new Christmas movie on Netflix, and this song came on and I was like, this is just an amazing song. Did you watch the Christmas movie with Dina Dobrev? Yes. <gasps> Me too. Yes. This It was not in that though. It was in, um, I think it was called Single All the Way. Okay. I didn't watch that one yet, okay. but I, sorry. But anyway, so yeah. I heard it come on, and I was like, this is a really good song. I kind of already thought it would be on my list, because I think it was on my list last year as well, or two years ago. I think it was on one of your lists previously. And I'm with you. Like, I had uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and I had this, and I was like, I can only pick one 90s Christmas song. Like, 90 artist Christmas song. And I was like, you know what? They don't need, they don't need me this year. Britney Spears deserves the love and attention that she's getting. And so she is number 10. My only wish this year, Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. That's my only wish this year. Number nine, I have the um, Christmas Eve, uh, Sarin jvo twelve twenty four. I don't know, whatever that means. Let me, let me just rerun that through. Number nine, I have Christmas Eve by the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, and I agree with everything you said. Um, it would be really nice to see this in concert, like to see them live the orchestra I think would be a real treat but this song pumps me up it it feels like you're going into battle like that build up where am I in the Lord of the Rings you know I'm getting ready to fight the orcs having a great time but it's really great and it's the only song on my list that's um just instrumental but I think it holds up so well like it does such a great job that you don't need lyrics Like, the music delivers. Like, I've never wanted to play electric guitar more than listening to this song. Especially around Christmas time. Number nine, Celebrate Me Home by Kenny Loggins. Uh, Kenny Loggins had no business going that hard on that song. He goes so hard. He growls. He growls at you. I don't hear him growling at me in Footloose or Highway to the Danger Zone. This, like, what you said, like, no one knows this song unless you own that album, you don't know this song. And I think it's a shame because I think it's like this really nice song and it makes me just feel like, I don't know, it just makes me feel good. It's one of those songs that like I, you can listen to in any situation, like when you're driving, when you're like sitting at home and all of a sudden he just like gets really into the song. And I'm like, I'm really into the song because he's really into the song. Yeah. And uh, I wish this was a song they played more on radios and had more in Spotify playlists because, like you said, I didn't hear it in any Spotify playlists. The only reason I remembered it was because I had it on my playlist last year. Same. I had it on previous playlists. And because mom was playing that CD like a week ago and I heard <laughs> of it. She, of course she was. But yeah, it's it's a great song. Everyone, that's my recommendation. Go listen to Celebrate Me Home by Kenny Loggins. Number eight, I have Last Christmas by Wham. Um, George Michael is a gift. He has a voice and a spe- this is what I mean by synth Christmas. Like this is the ultimate synth Christmas song for me. It just like, it's a heartbreak song. It's about someone getting their heart broken on Christmas, but they make it sound so lively and fun. And it's just like everything about the musical arrangement works really well. I think this is the best version of this song. Cause I've heard like 80 versions. I feel like everybody covers this specifically. But I really love this song. I think it's a great Christmas song. All right. Number eight is Underneath the Tree by Kelly Clarkson. It's interesting because a lot of, like, artists nowadays will put out albums and it's, like, mostly covers and then they'll have, like, a couple, like, new songs. And for the most part, I don't think any of those songs yet have become, like, like staples for me. I- iconic ones. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is a song that was like, she wrote, or I don't know if she wrote it, but it was written for her album. It's a new, a new song. It came out 2013, 2013. And this is a song I hear all the time. I hear it on the radio a ton. I've heard it, I think every single time I've gone out to a grocery store. Like I already feel like it's one of those songs that's becoming a classic, like that will be a classic, like 30 years in the future. It's just a fun song, like It starts out really, like, fast-paced already, and Kelly Clarkson obviously has a great voice. Amazing singer. We love Kelly Clarkson. Love her. Yeah, it's just a fun song. Like, it's got a really good beat, and it's just, like, happy. Number seven, I have It's the Most Wonderful Time in the Year by Andy Williams, and I feel like this is probably one of the most well-known Christmas songs. Like, I feel like anytime we listen to the radio on Christmas Eve driving home from a Christmas party from with family that we usually go to every year, they do like a countdown and it's like, this is usually ranked number one is like the radio station's like favorite Christmas song or the best Christmas song. And I think it's a good one. It's very upbeat. Annie Williams has a great song for this voice. I think the problem for me is it's just so what you said has a great, you said has a great song for this voice. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Um, I think the problem for me is that the song is very overplayed. It's on every playlist. It's on every radio station. It just is a little oversaturated for me. So I wouldn't consider it one of my like all-time favorites. It's definitely a very good song. And I understand why it's generally considered one of the best Christmas songs of all time. It's upbeat. um, It makes me think of a chase through a mall. Um, Put that cookie down now. (laughs) Good old jingle all the way. Um, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger running through a mall trying to collect a bouncy ball. Great times. Number seven is This Christmas by Donny Hathaway. Um, I love this song. I think he's got an amazing voice. It's like so clear and smooth, which I really enjoy. And this song is just like, I don't know. I just, it's like fun. It's, you hear it in a lot of Christmas movies, I feel like. I've watched a couple Christmas movies this year, and I feel like it's appeared in like three or four of them. And I don't know that this was a song that I really knew when I was younger, but in the past couple years, I've really come to love this song. And it was, I believe, on my list last year as well, or two years ago. Excuse me, how is that a 13-year-old? <laughs> I, I cannot comprehend. Number seven, oh, sorry, number six, I have Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee. I I am astounded that she was 13 recording this song. Again, another very staple Christmas song that everyone, like, most people know and have heard. It's just unbelievable. The song is just, like, really fun, and it's got, like... What's like the style of music? It's like that 1950s style, like early Beatles style. I can't remember the name of it right now. It's almost like the like- Swing, like swing Swing doo kind yeah, of music. Yeah, like and her voice is so great. Like that's what makes this song is like her inflections and in the way she delivers it. Previously, I've had this song really high. Um, in previous years. And it dropped a little bit this year just because I had some other songs that I liked a bit more. But um, it's a really great song. One of my favorites. All right. Number six is Last Christmas by Wham. Um, Wow. In past years, I think my first list, I had the Jimmy Eat World version of this song. I think you did. Which is my second favorite version to Wham's version. I mean, it's a good version. Just not as good. I just think that like I love Wham anyways. Like I love their music. And I just think like again how like this song is just wham's song. Because they do it in a way that's just like so perfect for what this song I think is invoking. I remember I watched, I believe it's called Last Christmas. It had Oh, with Amelia Clark in it? Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones. Yeah. And she sang the song at the end and I was like, she's a good singer, but I just wanted Wham to come out on stage and sing because I just think this version, like you said, it's just so like, it's like so unique in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's like a million covers of this song. Like Every person who's put out a Christmas album has like covered this song and this is just like, you can't beat Wham's version of it. Yeah, I agree. Wham, bam. No, thank you, ma'am. Number five, I have Santa Claus is Coming to Town, the Bruce Springsteen version live at post-college in Greenville, New York. I can't think of a single Christmas song where I know the first minutes just dialogue. This song does not start in full until 48 seconds into the song. It's just Bruce Springsteen talking. I could literally recite the beginning of this song. And the fact that I can do that, says a lot about the song that i could just be like everybody up there been good oh that's not many that's not many you guys in trouble out there i know these words and the way it builds it starts off really slow you just get some some bells and you get the boss singing and then it builds and you get clarence on the saxophone and you get the whole all of it together and it becomes really fun and upbeat and it like just the build of it is so fun um it's a really fun version of this song This is another one where I feel like this version isn't the most popular. Um, I feel like there's other versions that usually get played more often, but this one's my favorite. To be fair, it was also on the Sounds of the Season CD, so that certainly probably had some biases, but I think it really says something that just straight-up people talking, I know, and I am entertained by, and I'm not bored, and I don't feel compelled to skip all right, number five is It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year by Andy Williams. Um, it, this song just, like, embodies Christmas so well. It gets me really hyped up for Christmas. I usually try and listen to this, like, as one of my first songs of the Christmas season because it's just, like, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Even in a shitty year like this year, <laughs> it yes. can still be the most wonderful time of the year. Andy Williams has a really, again, like, a Christmas voice. And this song also is another one where it's, like, this is his song, as far as I'm concerned. Like, I don't, honestly, I can't think of any covers of this song. No, because every time they play this song on the radio, it's always Andy Williams. Yeah, they don't do other versions. Maybe because other artists just know. Maybe. <laughs> but you don't cover it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it gets me very excited for Christmas. Number four, I have This Christmas by Donny Hathaway. I agree. Like, it feels so, like, jazzy and soulful and his voice just like is so smooth on this song. And it's just a lot of fun. I did not put this on my first Christmas list. And I remember specifically, I was in the car with um, our brother and his fiance and driving somewhere for Christmas. And this song came on and I was like, huh? I was like, I like this song, but I don't know it. And then the next year I had it on my list and it was pretty low. I think it was like maybe 10th or 11th. Since then, like, it just, it just keeps going up. I just, like, I really like this song. And it was by far the best part of the Jordan Sparks Christmas movie because she sang this song. And I'm like, you know what? Thank you. You gave me something I can look forward to. Number four, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee. Featured in Cheaper by the Dozen. <laughs> um... Yeah, I can't get over the fact that she's And 13, Home Alone. And Home Alone. And many other things. And many other movies. I can't get over the fact that she's 13 either. I love the, mm. like, jazzy instrumentation of this song as well. It's fun. It's upbeat. It's all about her mannerisms and how she influxes her voice. Like you said, like, she makes this song great. And I just, like, I every year it's on my list. And I think every year gets a little bit higher because I think last year I had it like at maybe six, five or six, so yeah. Number three, I have Under the Tree by Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, I definitely agree with everything that you said. This song just makes me happy. Like I actively dance to this song every time I hear it. And I like have definitely like blasted this song while playing dishes and just like twirling around, having a great, wonderful time of the more modern Christmas songs I feel like this is going to be the one that lasts because I feel like there are so many classics and so many covers of classics so it's hard to make a new like a new Christmas song and of the ones like of any Christmas songs released in the last 10 years this is the one that comes to mind um and you hear a lot on the radio like it, it is a popular Christmas song Um, And I completely understand why. It's an earworm. It, like, it gets and digs itself in there and it, like, switches on your dopamine, you know? It's like, all right, time to be happy now. Why did you look so disgusted? I'm thinking about a worm in my ear. Oh, okay. Earworm. I started to think about about tiny holes and then I got freaked out. But yeah, this song um, keeps worm in its way. Earworm in its way up my list. All right, number three All I Want for Christmas Is You by Mariah Carey. This is, I would say, for our generation, the most well known, iconic Christmas song out there. It's insanely catchy. It's the equivalent of I Want to Dance with Somebody in terms of catchiness. It's fun, it's happy. I have never not had this song on a top Christmas list. It's usually always in my top five. I think last year it was like fourth, maybe. It's just like, I don't know. It's just, every time the song comes on the radio, I would never skip it. I would never skip it. It deserves a respect. It's, it is one of the most best-selling Christmas, like, singles of all time, which is kind of crazy because Like you said, a lot of Christmas classics are from, like, the 50s, 60s, like, so this song coming out in the 90s and, like, being one of the best-selling, I think, just says a lot about, like, Mariah Carey and, like, her ability to make these hit songs. I just love it. And it's a great song if you're, like, around your house, like, wrapping gifts, doing dishes, comes on, you just dance. Sorry, I just had to skip ahead to the uh, extremely high note. Um, Number two, I have All I Want for Christmas by Mariah Carey. Um, I agree with everything you said. It is definitely a very iconic Christmas song. It was released, I checked it because I was curious. It was released in 1994. I thought it may have been like 2000. That is one of the most newer iconic Christmas songs. Like everybody knows this song. It doesn't matter how old you are. Everyone knows it and it's like, I don't even listen to Mariah Carey. Like, I've heard some of her songs. You know, I'm familiar with her music, but, like, I feel like she's only known for this. And I can't imagine how much money she makes off of this. I can't remember, I think it was with my roommate and not with you. We looked up what the difference was between her most popular song on Spotify that was not a Christmas song. And it was, like tens of millions of listens different between that and um i think it was like hero or something or always be my baby maybe or always be my baby something like that um but it's it's so catchy it's fun um it's i mean she's a great singer shows off her vocal range for sure um and it's just like there's nothing bad about it like i can't think of anything that i would say is bad about this song it starts off slow and it builds and you get this huge like piano beats and drum and then you get into it and then it has another refrain that kind of builds even more and it just like it's a joyful experience thank you mariah carrier for gifting us this gift all right oh sorry (laughs) number two is santa claus is coming to town bruce Springsteen. it's crazy because this is a live version of a song yeah I guess that's also the other thing I forgot to mention is it's live. This is a live version and it's like I've never liked the live versions of songs usually more than the normal version but like the reason this song is so good is because it's live. It's because he's like playing with his bandmates. He's playing with the crowd and it's just like it this song like to me has always been one of my favorite Christmas songs I think because it's mom's favorite Christmas song and like you said it's on the album that we have like I remember we made her a like burned her a cd album one time and we put this on first (laughs) we did yes we gotta like we gotta tie her in somehow gotta entice her yeah it's just it's fun like the the saxophone uh solo gets me hyped up rest in peace clarence yeah he died recently no it was like 10 years ago oh was it it was right after uh, Edge of Glory and whatever the Katy Perry song that had TGIF. It was, like, right after that he died. I think someone else from his band died recently, though. Oh, okay. Like, this last year. Um, But, yeah, like, Bruce Springsteen to me is, like, I enjoy his music as an artist. And, again, like, I wouldn't think of him as a Christmas singer. But it works. Like, I don't know that I know any other version of this song that I listen to. There's the Jackson 5 version. Oh, okay. I feel yeah. like it's very popular. Yeah, but this this version you rarely hear on radio. Um, a lot of times when I mention this being one of my favorite Christmas songs to the people, they've never heard this version. And it's it's just really good. I love it. This will be interesting because I think we'll either have the same number one or it's possible that our number ones are not on either of our lists. Which did happen. Which has happened in the past. I don't think this is a surprise but apparently it is to hannah um for the third time in a row my number one song is the christmas song in parentheses merry christmas by nat king cole i am enamored with this song i love this song of like the old timey christmas songs like the old feel this is my absolute favorite this is like to me the embodiment of christmas nat king cole's voice is like is like nectar from the gods I, like, I can't get over how amazing of a voice he has. It's incredible. And the, the way the strings work, there's some, there's some strings going on, some violin, maybe some other stuff. And it's just, it's slow and it can be seen as sad, but I feel like it's cozy vibes. I think that's why it works for me is it's not really sad. It's just, like, cozy, like, late night Christmas Eve this is the feeling like that's what I felt like when I was a kid you drive home and you're like excited for Christmas and you're just preparing and ex- it's like that preemptive ex- excitement that comes with Christmas waiting for us that's waiting on the stairway because we couldn't go downstairs until our mom got home from work and one year she literally didn't get home till like 9 30 in the morning and we got up at 6 so we just had to sit on the stairs and wait we- but that feeling like this is that song to me is like this is what Christmas feels like to me and I cannot believe you forgot it. I'm, I'm saddened, Hannah. You've, you've made my Christmas sad again. I even, like, was like, I need to remember to put this song on the list. Ooh. Ooh. Party foul. Because it would have been in my top five. Yeah, party foul. Yikes. B- better luck next year. I equate this to when you forgot. I forgot what pop punk Mr. song. Mr. Brightside. When you forgot to put Mr. Brightside on your yeah. playlist. That was embarrassing. Number one is Christmas, Baby Please Come Home by Darlene Love. To be honest, I kind of forget this song exists. Yeah. It's a good one. So Mariah Carey has a version of this song as well, but Darlene Loves is my favorite. I think she has got an amazing voice. This song always makes me feel happy. Very happy. And like this week, this last week I had uh, finals for school and I was super stressed and I... Before my exam, I watched this video on YouTube of Daniel Radcliffe dancing to, um... She'll be coming around the mountain in Assless Chaps doing Vogue. Yes, and then I also listened to this song because it just gives me good feelings. It, again, is, like, one of those songs that's in a ton of Christmas movies. You always hear it, but it just makes me feel happy, and it's, like... When I didn't have it on my list last year, I was like, I wonder why, because this is a song that I have liked for a couple years that I've, like, it's been one of my more listened to Christmas songs. But this year I was like, you know what? I need a new number one. I need something fresh. And this song hits the mark. Yeah. We did it. Yeah, I'm a little embarrassed. That's okay. I like like that song. I think it's a good song. I think it's just one I don't hear very often. Like, act, like you, I agree with you. I think it's in a lot of movies and stuff, but I think it's not really on the radio that often. So I'm just going to run through my list again really quick. Um, number 15, I Have My Only Wish This Year, Little St. Nick, Celebrate Me Home, Everybody's Waiting for the Man with the Bag, Believe, Jingle Bell Rock, Christmas Eve, Last Christmas, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, This Christmas, Under the Tree, All I Want for Christmas, and number one, The Christmas Song. Alright, I had number 15, Christmas Eve, Believe, Mr. Heatmiser, Wonderful Christmas Time, Where Are You Christmas, My Only Wish This Year, Celebrate Me Home, Underneath the Tree, This Christmas, Last Christmas, it's the most wonderful time of the year rocking around the christmas tree all i want for christmas is you santa claus is coming to town in christmas baby please come home just in regards to my previous play- playlist i've had in 2018 i had um merry christmas happy holidays um in sync have yourself a merry little christmas the judy garland version happy um Xmas Is wars over the john lennon christmas song and then in 2019 in my playlist title, Don't Be a Scrinch. I had Where Are You Christmas, Faith Hill. I had that both years, 2018 and 2019. I just didn't have it this year. And then My Favorite Things from The Sound of Music. Now, I included it last year, but I feel like that's not a song I listen to around Christmas. Like it's a great song and I love the song, but I don't really associate it for me personally with Christmas. So this year I was like, eh, I don't really want to include it. Yeah, that was one I cut too. I had that on yeah. my last playlist. I cut that. I cut uh, "Forget December," which was my punk rock "Forget December" song. Um, better. I also had uh, "War Is Over." Yeah. Um. So that's our Christmas list. It was suggested to me that maybe we could share our playlists. Um, with you know through the podcast. We could do that. Since we both have playlists made on Spotify, we could share them. If you would want to listen to our playlist specifically or maybe make your own, share it with us. Yeah. More than welcome to. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, We'll be back next week with our last Christmas um, episode and it's actually also our last episode of 2021 and then we go into 2022. Yeah. It's very exciting. Very, very exciting. Um, but yeah you can reach us on social media we have twitter we have an instagram we have an email r3podcasts at gmail.com um, you have any comments questions concerns anything you want to tell us i'd love to hear it yeah <laughs> i was like am i forgetting anything i'm not sure no i think that's it you okay. got it all right excellent all right well we'll see you next week bye bye We would like to thank Joseph McDade for our intro music. He provides free music available for all kinds of creative use. The song that we used is called Sunrise Expedition, and you can find it and his other music on his website, josephmcdade.com. If you would like to reach us, you can email us at r3podcasts at gmail.com. That's R, the number three, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram by searching Research Rank Repeat.